This is the Collaboration Dynamics Podcast, helping you work together better with Judy Reese, X-ray listener, best-selling author, international virtual collaboration trainer, and master of metaphor. Hear more at xraylistening.com. Welcome to the Collaboration Dynamics podcast. With me today, I've got Bernie Mitchell. Bernie, would you like to introduce yourself and say the kind of things you do? The kind of things I do is I, I avoid job titles. I'm very enthusiastic about uh, blogging and podcasting and things like the sharing economy and most, most importantly, collaboration. So I feel I'm in the right place. Excellent. So that makes a perfect starting point to ask you, um, when you're collaborating at your best... You are like what? Uh, this comes from a, a little workshop we did together, Judy, where I, off, without even thinking about it, I said, I'm like a dolphin. And I've never thought about that in my life before. But, um, I, feel like a, I feel like a dolphin. Hmm. What kind of dolphin? A really good looking one. Um, <laughs> it was the, the, going back to the workshop, it was because, you know, they're sort of thinking and aware, but they're gliding in and out of the water. And mm. you know, when I'm sitting in front of my computer and collaborating and jumping in and out of Trello and things like that, it seems like a, that kind of swooshing things around, but constantly moving in one di- one direct in the hopefully in the right direction. Mm. So, thinking and aware and gliding in and out. Yes. And jumping in and out of Trello. Yes. Mm. or whichever app we tend to be using at the time. Mm. So is there anything else about that dolphin when it's jumping in and out like that, of whichever app? I think it's because it's uh, steering itself, Mm -hmm. but it's also part of a a group of people. There's a synchronicity there. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Mm. And and if if you're in the room with me now, I'm suddenly noticed I'm making a up and down notion with my arm to uh, announce the movement. Mm, so the movement is that up and down with your arm. So mm-hmm. steering yourself, that dolphin, and there's a synchronicity. Is there anything yep. else about how that synchronicity works, given that you're online, you're on your computer, you haven't got the people in the room with you half the time? Can, can, can I give you an example of what mm. happened yesterday? Yeah, is, go ahead. So I listen to a podcast, of a, I connect with someone online about a topic in a book mm-hmm. and then I connect with someone else online about that topic and we start talking on Twitter then I listen to a podcast and it turns out the person we connected to online is in Europe mm-hmm. and looking for a place to stay in Paris so then I jump to contact three people in Paris and who are exactly the right type of person and say can you get this person to here so someone I've never met is um, traveling around Europe and they need somewhere to stay in order to get to Belgium to meet someone. Mm. And through the whole sharing economy, we share, do you know this person here, jumping onto Facebook, messaging Twitter, a couple of emails. And then in about an hour, they've gone from, I was going to sleep in a railway station to I'm heading into a, um, my train gets in at this time, I meet my car share at this time, and then I'll be off to Belgium like I'm supposed to be doing, and I've saved half the money. And... You know, that was, I think the key to that is it wasn't, oh, I just jumped online and did that. It was all those relationships come from different, you know, I met those people in Paris, Argentina, New York, 
and they've worked on this project and this project and this project. So the, the, we're all connected to be able to communicate really fast. And also, it always sounds a bit cheesy, this, but the, the, the trust was there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for someone to say, oh, if you can come and stay at my house tonight if you're traveling, and it just so happened that they were all interested in exactly the same topics, even though they never met, it mm-hmm. worked really well. Mm. That's a, that's my dolphin experience. Yeah, so and that's a really interesting experience because it combines so much of the online and the offline experience. There's people you've met in the flesh, and there's people you just know about online, and and you have relationships with both. Yep. Because mm, people who don't live that kind of life, I suppose, would find that surprising. If you go back maybe even 10 years, the thought of putting a photo of yourself online was really weird. Mm-hmm. And there's still, like my dad still says, oh, what are you using? What are you using your, your bank on your phone for? You could get robbed mm-hmm. and, and that type of stuff. But just, I think a group of us are really, really comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And, and it creates a flow. So we've got, we've got something else to worry about somewhere, but um, we, you know, the internet and that type of connecting is like air or water. Mm-hmm. That, if that sounds okay. Mm. So in, in what way is it like air or water? Essential, presumably. Yeah, um, I was trying to, uh, I, I missed the trick there. I was trying to link that back to the dolphin thing. Mm. Because it's it's all it's it's all we're immersed in it. That's where mm. I'm. We're, you know, we're immersed in it. So uh, to extend the metaphor, you know, we mm-hmm. we it lubricates us and drink lubricates us and feeds us, but we're surrounded by it. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, mm. so so the, the dolphin is immersed in it, and the dolphins presumably immersed in it. I'm guessing yeah. that there are other dolphins. Well, it, it's part of a. Is it a skull of dolphins? Do you have? I don't know, but some some I know that there's not normally just one, is there? No, they don't hunt alone. Mm-hmm. If they hunt, so there's a this the, the school or the shoal of dolphins are um, all immersed in that connecting. Yes. Mm. And is there anything else about that connecting that's like water, and they're immersed in it? Is there anything else about that connecting slight water? You could go for when water's running down a mountain or something, it just changes direction. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of always moving in one thing, but it kind of fills into the cracks and find always finds a way down. Mm-hmm. That that type of an analogy would fit there for me mm-hmm. and you could also build on like you know the flow i think flows uh flows a really important element what kind of flow so i have found this year that um do, do you know that cute little phrase which is about meditation which is you should meditate for 20 minutes a day unless you're really busy and then you should meditate for an hour mm-hmm. and i've got you know, in the last year I've got really into meditating and whenever I have a, whenever I wake up in a panic, I always go, all right, I've got so much to do. I'm, I'm going to sit and meditate and it levels everything out. And then almost by magic, things 
fall into an order and I'm calm and off we go into the flow. But it's like to act, that's something I want to sound too much like a self-help guru to, mm. to access the flow. You need mm. to calm down first. Mm. So you could go, you know, when the, when the water's all calm, it's very easy for the dolphin to like dip in and out of it and maintain their trajectory. Mm-hmm. But if it's a really choppy sea and everything, you know, it's best to stay underneath the water or stay at home. Mm. And what what kind of things causes choppy water like that? Um, in in I take it that's not a meteorological question. <laughs> um, today my answer to that is like we were talking on talking just before we started recording. <coughs> Excuse me. Like we said, like we were talking just before we were recording is you know what the one thing so trying to do too many things at the same time is like you know hitting frogs at the fair on mm. that machine and so things become choppy but finish it i'm working with someone at the moment who insists on having quite rightly they insist on having one thing finished before we start the next thing which mm. i found really hard to do but it's actually a really effective way to work mm. so starting 25 blog posts at the same time doesn't work for him but you know having one finish can push it through the uh, production line mm. so I make his waters choppy when I'm doing when I start too many things and don't finish them mm. so you make his waters choppy when you start too many things and don't finish them what does so when you start things and don't finish them what happens to your waters they become very uh, that's the sort of question you ask an old lady, isn't it? Um, <laughs> it's they become very cloudy. Or quite, you know, in conversations like this, I so use that. You know, the the snow globe thing. Mm-hmm. You know, when you shake it, you shake it up, and you can't see anything. And then when you leave it, and it's calm. So it's actually, um, even though a part of me is going, oh, I need to. Do more, do more, faster, quicker, faster. You know, the slowing, slowing down actually gets more delivered mm-hmm. in, a, in a much more effective way. A friend of mine, Lisa, said um, she was doing a talk and she said since she started drinking herbal tea and more herbal tea and less espresso, she's realised that slow is much more effective than fast. And she, she was talking in a... She was making a joke, obviously, but she was talking in a business context, how we're obsessed with doing everything quicker and faster. And in her, you know, I agree with her, but, you know, in her experience, that's misses the, misses the, I think it misses the foundations and the connections that are available. Mm-hmm. One of the things I'm curious around all of this, we were talking before about the fact that you and I both have a, a thing about connecting people and ideas as part of what we do. And I'm wondering about the relationship between doing lots of things at once and connecting people and ideas. For you, do those two ideas ha- have, uh, is there a relationship between doing lots of things at once and connecting people and ideas? Is that doing... Do you mean doing 
lots of different tasks at once or working on lots of projects at once mm, i don't know it could be I, I don't know how it is for you i'm just curious so so if i'm at a, an event or a conference i without even thinking about it i'll, I'll walk through and I'll grab people and say oh you need to speak to them you need to speak to them mm -hmm. and and people have sometimes complained that I introduce them and then run away mm -hmm. which I kind of did it did on purpose a little bit because I wasn't quite sure what to say so now I just say I'm going to introduce you to and run away is that okay which obviously <laughs> no one ever says no it's not because yeah that would be rude yeah that, that, that's that, that's my that's my get out thing but you know, putting people together and then being being a bit of a foil, mm -hmm. and then and then running off. Um, and I read a lot of people's blogs, so it's very easy to say, "Oh, you know, I read your blog about this and your blog about this." That's where you should connect. So they don't end up talking about the weather or the mm -hmm. or the journey down. They end up talking about, you know, vaccines in Africa and how mobile technology can, you know, enhance that process. Um, so that there's there's that element of like running through and connecting people very quickly, and then and then in on, I, I must overthink it, but I spend a lot of time trying to look for the connections in projects. Mm -hmm. So, um, a, a, a way to explain that would be like repurposing content in a in a project. So, you know, we did this podcast interview, and how can we turn that into an ebook and a blog and a slide share that that is offers you know accurate value to where it's going so it's not just like photocopying it in different ways it actually serves you know serves that audience better than a podcast would serve that audience mm -hmm. and not just because of the method of delivery and then how can we attach that to an event thing or a something else that's going on in the market. Mm -hmm. So spot and connect. So that, that comes back to the, you know, spot and connections between projects and people. Mm. And that spotting connections between projects and people that can happen when the dolphin is, is immersed in the connecting and is steering itself and thinking and aware and jump and jumping in and out. And gliding in and out and there's yeah. that synchronicity so all that can happen all at once I suppose it's that's what that's a, we ex extend this uh, story is you know one thing happens when it jumps up and another thing happens when it goes down mm -hmm. so if I like if I spend too much time at events I get really really exhausted and um, I sort of yeah there's a, there's a bit of an introvert thing going on there so it can only be up so many times and then I have to go and hide again and recharge and look around at what I've with what I've gathered mm -hmm. look around at what I've gathered sorry mm -hmm. so this so like a kind of thing that's happening at the moment is the uh the I cold a project and do you know the do you know working out loud week no so it's by a guy called it's run by a guy called John Stepper and Simon. I can't remember your name. And it's about, I think you've, something you'd be very interested in is how we, 
I'm scared now. I'm going to present it inaccurately. It's like if we work if we work out loud, like people blog about what they're working on, um, like it might be internally in a bigger in a bigger company like Salesforce or Deutsche Bank, or it might be in the kind of environment that you and I work in in that co like co-working um, associate way. But we tell you know, we tell people I'm working on this and I'm finding this difficult and then other people will dive in. Mm -hmm. So we, as, as a community, we'll all learn and find out how we can help other people um, in, a, in a supportive, collaborative way rather than in a, you know, I'm going to hire you to make my website type way. Mm. And an interesting idea. It is. It, it's, um, I think the, the hashtag, if you Google working out loud, lots of stuff comes up. Mm-hmm. And there's a hashtag on Twitter, which, which I'm not going to be able to find now. Mm. Never um, mind, we'll, we'll find it. But so I go on. So I'm trying to make the connection between, uh, like the, the look for the point of connection between those two projects for the people, because lots of people have, you know, when I've been involved in things, people have said, "Oh, you should, you should connect with these guys." And and it's been like a nice idea, but it, it hasn't really been the right kind of fit. Mm. Um, or it's, it would take it would take the focus away from what each party's trying to achieve. So just because two people are in the food in the food industry and they're in the meat industry, there's a big difference between an organic farmer and McDonald's. Mm. So they while they're doing the same thing, they probably don't probably wasn't work for them to collaborate but there is a point of collaboration between these two projects which i've yet to find mm, so so i've only been i've only been looking for two days so yeah, it's so okay the two, the two projects being i call day so that's international collaboration day which is about co-working spaces yeah and working out loud week yep there's um, two there's two working out loud weeks this year mm. one one's on at the moment at the time of recording and the next one is in i think it's the 15th of november mm -hmm. and the object of the whole the movement, which is like really unattached, it's not like there's some, you know, two thousand pounds membership a year to pay. It's just mm -hmm. like it's thrown out there and given away. And I love things like that. And for people to start meeting in groups and working out loud together. Mm -hmm. Now, points of connection seem fairly obvious, but are they interesting points of connection? So. Presumably, one of the reasons that people use co-working spaces is so they can do a little bit of working out loud. They, they do, um, but some some co-working, even in our co-working spaces, it's easy to, you know, that's where I've been living in one for the last two years. And some days I go and don't talk to anybody, mm -hmm. and which is really naughty of me. And, and other days we, you know, we just sort of sit around talking and working out a problem together and i'd like to have more of those sitting around working out a problem together type of things and there's a there's a i think this is in the collaborative way it's 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 really hard to ask for help even though we'd recommend for other people to do it mm. to 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 you know, to be in well as i've as i've worked in more and more collaborative openly collaborative situations and using software um saying can anyone help me with this is like the last thing i intuitively want to do but if things have moved much faster as i've said oh can i have some help here please i know i i know i give this impression of knowing everything there is to know but actually i don't really 
And often people go, oh, me neither. I thought I was the only one that didn't know how to, you know, switch that on in Google Calendar or, you know, trans export a document from Word to wherever you need to do it. It's so funny, isn't it? I mean, I'm absolutely in the same kind of thing. I, I, I couldn't possibly. The thing that is absolutely stressing me out at the moment, at the time of recording, I, I feel like I could not possibly share that online. It, it would just be too awful to do that. <laughs> Even though it is a purely software problem. Yep. <laughs> you know, how embarrassing can it possibly be to say, I can't send an email from Adobe Reader through a, a piece of uh, um, corporate, through a corporate system, which is obviously some kind of magical firewall designed to, to, to uh, defeat the unwary. But I don't feel like I can say that on social media because asking for help is just too hard. Well, uh, there's a, one of the biggest searches you can do on Twitter, which I've, I've read about this in a book, is um, anyone know how. If you type anyone know how to mm -hmm. into Twitter, I know millions of things will come up there. Mm -hmm. And there's been different – Twitter keeps on changing for me, but there's been there's, – this going through a bit of a I'm, I'm trying to like reconnect with people on there because if it used to be a lot of I used to be connected all the time on there and ask that sort of thing to people does anyone know a good app that does this does anyone know a good thing that does this does anyone know where to find a you know vegetarian restaurant in Soho or you know that type mm -hmm. of thing and um and I use it less and less for that and a group of us have been talking about you know we missed that banter and it was a it was people that weren't necessarily in the same location or industry but we were just interested in each other mm. and, and and a lot of those people i've learned stuff from over the years by reading reading their stuff and following links in it that i in a way that i because you know they're in an industry that i'd like to know about but i wouldn't trust to read about it in a paper or you know, I like I like them, and then I find out what they do for a living. Mm -hmm. And you you were saying that it that kind of feel of just being able to ask you're not doing it so much anymore. No, I'm okay. I'm okay with asking, but it seems to have my my corner of the. I mean, because Twitter's huge, mm -hmm. my corner of Twitter seems to have lost that element. And part of that, I, I wonder, was you know, I used to spend a lot of time with marketers who were all online you know being inbound and social and now i spend more time with you know techie sharing economy product people mm -hmm. who uh need to need to market their business but they don't like the internet unless they're building stuff on it <laughs> or, or they don't like talking to people mm. and so then what happens they so part of that I'm going to answer you. I'm going to chicken out of your question there a little bit. But part of part of this, why, why I think it's got quieter as well, is people have started using a cool a tool called Slack, mm -hmm. which connects to th things like Trello, Basecamp, and Asana, and a lot of technical things. So a lot of that conversation has come, uh, you know, in my environment, has come off of Twitter, and we used to use Facebook a lot. Mm -hmm. which was a really bad idea. <laughs> used to use Facebook groups to chat in, and all of that has come off of... There's one group which is at least 70 people who are working on something every month, 
and we all use Slack now, and it's mm -hmm. way more efficient, and it connects to Google Drive and Docs and stuff like that, and collaboration goes on there, and it's definitely better. But that means we're hardly ever online socially. Because mm. Slack is, ex is explicitly a work thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that, that piece, that social piece needs to be in there for work to actually happen, I suspect. Because you don't have that dolphin synchronicity if you don't have any of the social chat that that happens in that happens in slack mm. and it so there's so I, I work in three teams and one team is there's like seven people in it mm. and we're all, all in different parts of the world like japan the states and spain and uk and sweden and we're very social in there we all work we all work in a co-working space or on our own mm -hmm. so we we will say leaving my desk now, you know, and we take photos of our lunch and and that's how <laughs> I've only met one of the I've met two of these people ever mm -hmm. and I've been working with them for two years and <laughs> but that's how we connect and I probably know more about them than I know some members of my family because we have this you know water cooler banter in this Slack channel every day mm -hmm. um, and, and then and then we you know we we share links to you know books and videos and, and stuff like that um and the other bigger channels aren't quite so social i think other people have things going on in there but they're not quite as um what's the word water cooler is that mm -hmm. if that is a word sorry it is now you'll be an you'll be an entering the dictionary the first first use of the word water, water coolery water coolery <laughs> As an adjective. <laughs> so, when all of that's the how you do collaboration, if you had... Earlier on you mentioned that one of the things that was important about all of this was trust. And I know from talking to people who are nervous of the internet and of social media and that kind of thing, and they read about things like um, sort of Twitter mobs and uh, that that guy who made those unfortunate comments about uh, women in science and was hounded out of his job and so on and so forth. And they think, oh, no, I can't reveal anything about myself online. If you had a quick tip for them, what would it be? I'm, I'm trying not to say just think about what you're saying because that's a bit obvious. I think it, it would be it would be to, you know, look at your look at what your core values or stuff are mm -hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna steal um simon i saw simon Senek speak in london mm -hmm. and someone asked him a question about you know how do you know what to say and he says because i only ever talk about stuff i know about or like like and that's it you know i don't i don't really need to prepare because i've um, you know, I know I, I know the answer to everything to get asked because you know I'm really passionate about it. Mm -hmm. So maybe if that guy is, um, you know, passionate, about, I'm, I'm not quite sure this, the story, but I'd imagine if he got handed out his job, he said he would have said something detrimental to women in science. Mm -hmm. yeah, so if that's his view, that's his view, and maybe you know, you know I don't agree with that, but you know, maybe he shouldn't have said that. Or he should have thought about opening his mouth or should have thought about where his, you know, what does he, what does he value most? Is 
you know, working with women in science who doesn't like and and getting a paycheck every month or maybe he should move somewhere where, you know, it's better because, I don't know, don't, don't put yourself in that situation. Mm-hmm. Talk, that, talk about that, things you know about and things you like. Yeah. I am um, not... I like that phrase. I, I'm still working out how to position it. I think it's a, I think it's an ongoing balancing act, really. But the um, I can't remember who said it. You probably know. Is that if you if you don't stand for anything, if you, you no, hold it, mess that up. Uh, you'll fall for anything if you don't stand for something. Mm-hmm. And people, I, I found. This, this really helped me with blogging. The people I was really interested in are the people with a firm opinion, and I didn't always agree with it, but they were like open, honest, vulnerable, and had an opinion. And the people that were kind of saccharine, middle of the road, daytime TV safe, were just not interesting to read anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if this is answering your question, Judy. Sorry, but that's where I am with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, lovely stuff. Now, I feel we're coming to the end of our time. Um, so if people want to find you on Twitter or wherever, what kind of people should contact you and what, you know, how, do they, how do they track you down? The, the, uh, the easiest way to find me is to type Bernie J. Mitchell, all one word, into Google or Bing, and that will bring up my website and LinkedIn and Twitter. The best way to contact me is on Twitter, which is at Bernie J. Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And who should contact me? I'm, I'm really interested in people, not so much in a, definitely not in a kind of commercial sense, but I'm really interested in people who are collaborating and joining together and finding that intersection of like tech and cities and communication. And that's the that's the element I'm really interested in the in the whole sharing economy bubble because mm-hmm. I think there's a there's a intersection rapidly developing of people just being about a bit more mindful in how we treat our planet and how we use our tech to do that. Mm-hmm. So tech and cities and communication and the sharing economy. Yeah. Fabulous. Well, thank you very much indeed for for playing along with this interesting game and uh, sharing your thoughts on the whole thing. And, um, yeah, I I hope lots of interesting people move in your direction as a result. I can can see my email following up, filling up already. And and (laughs) thanks very much. I'm um, enjoying your podcast, Judy. Great. Thanks very much indeed. (laughs) Bye-bye.